You're listening to the Quince podcast. You. Yes, I mean you. You anti-national secular jihadist. Why are you posting fake news about our Kashmir? Um what on earth are you talking about? I haven't shared any fake news about Kashmir or for anything else about, for that matter, you know. Oh hello. Don't try and act all innocent here. I saw your response to Gupta uncle's post on Facebook, okay? The one where you told him to stop putting up videos of him and his friends doing the Nagin dance to celebrate the end of Article 370. Of course I told him to stop doing that. Did you enjoy seeing all those videos of balding old men dancing like they'd won the lottery? That the news channels decided to show us instead of visuals of the actual people of Jammu and Kashmir. Okay, fine. They don't know how to dance, and watching them jiggle their pot bellies and comb overs was a sight that has scarred us for the rest of our lives. But that's not the point. The point is that in your reply to him, you told him that he was wrong to say that Article three seventy was supposed to be temporary. And and that's fake news. Article three seventy was supposed to be temporary. Everybody knows that. All the WhatsApp forwards have been saying it for years and years, and if that isn't proof enough, our Home Minister Amit Shah said it in his speeches in the Parliament. All the op-ed and comment pieces and explainers have also confirmed it. You are busted, just like the anti-India BBC. Or so you think. What if I told you that all the people saying that Article three seventy was a temporary provision are as right as Cristobal Colon was about the location of India all those years ago? I would say that you were lying and Cristobal Colon is a made up name. Wrong on both counts. Just like Cristobal Colon. That's what Christopher Columbus was known as in Spain by the way, and as you know, that's where he stayed, which financed his voyages. But because in Liguria where he was born, it will be Cristofa Colombo. But of course, again, his family is supposed to not have spoken that dialect, so his real name is probably Cristoforo Colombo. The Italian version used in authoritative old sources like Enough. I don't give two footy cories about what Christopher Columbus was originally called no matter what some authoritative old source has to say. And that right there is the problem, don't you see? Because there just happens to be an authoritative old source on the status of Article 370 which makes it crystal clear that all those arguing that it was a temporary provision are talking through their topies. Oh please, the instrument of accession doesn't say anything about Article 370, okay? So don't try to make up some argument now like that one about how article 370 was a precondition for Jammu and Kashmir joining India. Oh, first of all, article 370 was very much a condition for accession. Sure, I know what Amit Shah said in the parliament that it was drafted after the instrument of accession, so it couldn't possibly have been a condition for the Maharaja's decision to join India. But look at paragraph 7 of the instrument of accession. It clearly shows that one of the terms of joining India was that the ruler of JNK wasn't going to just accept the eventual constitution in full, that he would have the discretion to decide which parts of such a constitution would apply in the state. And after the state joined, there was a lot of discussion and they decided they were going to retain that discretion and so article 370 originally draft clause 306a had to therefore be included to ensure that the government of jnk would retain this discretion secondly that's not even the authoritative source i was referring to so what is your authoritative source then uh, some urban naxal pakistani sympathizer from jnu no it's the supreme court of india what when did the supreme court say anything about this 10th October 1968 if you want the exact date 
and a case called Sampat Prakash versus State of Jammu and Kashmir and another. A person named Sampat Prakash wanted to challenge the preventive detention laws of Jammu and Kashmir on the grounds that they violated his fundamental rights. However, Article 370 allowed provisions of the Constitution, including those on fundamental rights, to be applied in JNK only to the extent that the President, with the concurrence of the government in JNK, had decided. So, now, at the time, there was a specific provision, Article 35C, which had been passed under Article 370, which had then ex been extended multiple times, which said that JNK's preventive detention laws could not be challenged on the grounds of them violating fundamental rights. To get around this, Prakash tried to argue in the Supreme Court that Article 370 was a temporary provision and had been rendered ineffective after the Constituent Assembly of JNK had framed the state's constitution. A constitution bench of the Supreme Court, so that's five judges of the Supreme Court, expressly rejected the proposition that Article 370 was temporary, citing the following reasons. First, that the legislative history of Article 370 does not suggest that it was supposed to be temporary. When the original draft was proposed in the Constituent Assembly of India by Minister Sri N. Gopalaswamy Ayangar, he said it was needed because of a number of special circumstances which the court found had not changed in 1968, and by the way, they have not changed even now. So let's look at some of these. They included the government of India's commitments to the people of Kashmir and the will of the Kashmiri people expressed through the instrument of accession that their own constituent assembly would decide their constitution and the extent to which central laws would apply to them. Next, nothing in the actual provisions of Article 370 said that it would no longer operate once the Constituent Assembly of JNK had completed its work or been dissolved. In fact, if you look at Article 370 subclause 3, that's what provides the conditions under which the article would cease to operate. And the, 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 the pure conditions are that when a recommendation to this effect was made by the Constituent Assembly of JNK to the President, the Constituent Assembly of JNK, however, had been dissolved in 1956 and before its dissolution had specifically recommended that Article 370 remain in force with just one modification. And finally, Article 370 continued to serve its original purpose, allowing the President of India, with the concurrence of the state government, to apply provisions of the Constitution as and when they were necessary to JNK. Article 368 of the Constitution, by the way, which deals with amendments to the Constitution, also included a special proviso for the application of such amendments to JNK, using the process, by the way, which was set down in Article 370. And this proviso says nothing about this being a temporary measure. So, as you can see here, there's pretty much nothing in any basis to say that Article 370 was supposed to be temporary. Good God, you are giving me a headache. But look, if Article 370 was never meant to be temporary, why is the heading in the Constitution itself titled Temporary Provisions with Respect to the State of Jammu and Kashmir? Did your Supreme Court judges forget that? Well, first, headings like these are called marginal notes and are not counted as part of the text of a legislative provision. So, you can't really argue that you need to interpret a provision in the Constitution based on what its marginal note says. Even assuming that such an interpretation could be attempted, the Supreme Court rejected this argument in 2016 in the case of SBI versus Santosh Gupta. A bench of Justices Kurian Joseph and Rohan Nariman held that even though the marginal note called Article 370 temporary, this was not borne out by the article itself. They contrasted, for instance, with Article 369, which temporarily allowed the central government to pass laws on subjects reserved for states when the constitution came into play, but it specified a time limit of five years for this. Article 370 includes no such time limit. The judges of the Supreme Court also pointed out that Article 370 subclause 3 described exactly how Article 370 could be abrogated, a recommendation of the JNK Constituent Assembly. Till such a recommendation was made, Article 370 would continue to remain in force. 
and as was held in Sampath Prakash, the dissolution of the JNK Constituent Assembly did not change this. It just meant it had become part of the record. So you're telling me that it's been known since 1968 that Article 370 isn't temporary? Yep. And this was stated in a publicly available document that anyone could have access? Yes. And this was reiterated again in 2016 in another publicly accessed document? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's correct. And that, therefore, all the speeches by the Home Minister and other politicians, all the explainers, all the op-ed pieces, all the WhatsApp forwards by Gupta Uncle are um, uh, not true? I think it's safe to say that they are woefully ignorant at best and deliberately misleading at worst. So, uh, what happens now? Nothing, I guess. I mean, sure, some of this will get argued in the Supreme Court in the cases challenging what's been done to Article 370, the damage has already been done. People have already bought this blatant propaganda hook, line and sinker as a justification for what happened. And much like old Cristobal Colon, the fact that they've got it all wrong will in no way stop the people driving this propaganda from reaping the rewards. Of course, this isn't the only fake news about Kashmir in Article 370, and you'll need to be on your toes to counter it all. It can come from trusted people, on WhatsApp, might look genuine. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not fake. Head to the Quint's webcoof section for more fact checks of all the rumours, WhatsApp forwards, and yes, speeches by politicians as well. That's a wrap for this podcast. For more podcasts, subscribe to the Quince channel on Apple, Google, Podcasts, Spotify or any of the several platforms we're on right now. Or you can check out our podcast section on the Quince website. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.